Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Tuesday, January 5th, 2020. I am Andrew Hansen, joined once again by Joe Sarvati, who is affectionately known as Coach. And this is a special day at DFS Coach Talk because the coach is back in the saddle. Welcome back, Coach. Thank you, my man. I'll tell you, it, it has been a long time and a long time coming. And uh, boy, I've missed uh, sharing this booth with you and being able to break the games down. You take things for granted sometimes. And uh, man, I'm definitely feeling better and really excited to be back in here breaking the games down for our members. Yeah, it really has been a long time. So we've missed you and we're just thrilled that you're back here and ready to get back after it and we'll we'll all feel normal again here with you in the booth so i'm uh, excited man i i'll tell you i've never been that sick in my life so it was uh you do uh have a tendency when stuff like that happens i guess to really reevaluate and appreciate the things that that you know sometimes take for granted and man i i didn't realize how much i actually loved uh coach talk and doing the podcasts and, and breaking this stuff down uh and i just couldn't be happier to be back in and really uh you know shout out to you and shane and the team for just uh picking up the ball and running with it and doing a fantastic job and putting winners out there so i uh, really appreciate all you guys especially you manning up uh and just handling everything and getting it done so thank you oh well our pleasure so uh, wish we hadn't had to have done it because uh, much would have preferred that you would have been healthy all the way through. But I would have taken uh, that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no doubt about it. So um, in any event, let's uh, let's have some fun here. Let's talk some hoops. Let's get back into it. It is a five game slate, which, yes. you know, I like I like these mid-sized slates. So yeah. um, we have a couple monstrous pieces of news with Kevin Durant out in the first game. Right. Um, so let's 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 jump into this one. We've got Utah traveling to Brooklyn. Okay. And Utah's on the front end of a back to back. Uh, but they've got to feel pretty excited going up here against Brooklyn and they've been struggling defensively. Um with Durant out, then a lot of usage is gonna open up for all these guys. Kyrie Irving, sure. TLC, who's been starting, Joe Harris. We'll have to wait and see who else starts. Last time Durant missed a game, Torian Prince was in the starting lineup. But then you've got Levert coming off the bench. He'll have a little bit more usage. So uh, talk to me a little about this game in general and that Brooklyn side. Well, uh, you know, one thing with with missing some of these games, uh, we've gotten seven or eight games for every team under our belt now, which is a good thing. And, you know, as we we've done for the last couple of years, couple of the key stats I like to bring up for each team as we're breaking these games down uh, that I, I think once, you know, we look at the spread, we check out the betus.com.pa uh, numbers. So it gives us an idea on the of the game and sometimes helps with game flow and helps us, you know, look at that piece of it. But now that we have, again, you know, small sample size, but seven or eight games, it's a tenth of the season. It's enough to start, you know, looking at numbers that make a difference. So, you know, I'll, I'll be referring to, as always, the, the team defensive efficiency ranking for each team. And again, when we do our preparation, we're breaking that down by position, et cetera. But at least the team defensive overall rating will give us an idea of game flow. And then 
pace of play, which is always an important uh, factor. And there's a lot of surprises uh, in these uh, statistics. Again, small sample size, but you still have to count. So real quickly, you know, just going right off with defensive efficiency, you've got uh, Utah 11th in the league and Brooklyn 12th. So you've got two teams defensively that are going to be better than, than your average teams out there. And then we know Brooklyn plays at a fast pace. Uh, they're fifth in the league, although without Durant and Dinwiddie now, that's going to slow them down a little bit without question. Uh, Utah, as uh, Utah always is, is down at 22nd. They're always going to be the grind-out team. So that gives us a little idea of, you know, of game flow there. And uh, again, you know, the big adjustment, like you mentioned, is going to be, uh, you know, the long-term loss of Dinwiddie, but then certainly this first game out for Durant, it, it just changes all the dynamics of everybody out there. Um, you know, this isn't going to be a key game for me uh, based on the statistics that we just went through in our discussion. You know, I, I think... Brooklyn slows down a couple strides without Durant in there. Utah, that's the the you know type of uh, pace they're going to want to play at anyway. So you're going to get, you know, uh, I think a little bit of a lower scoring game, less DFS potential points, especially with some of the uh, real juicy games like Chicago, Portland out there. So, um, you know, I'm not going to be a huge focus on this game. I will say there is some value here. Um, Kyrie Irving is probably going to be one of the highest owned players on the slate. A lot of people are going to immediately go to him. He is going to get a big boost uh, with with Durant out, of course, but everybody is going to get a lift there. But, uh, you know, Kyrie is, is certainly a fantastic play. I wouldn't blame anybody for taking Kyrie and, and wanting to have uh, that solid uh, base to your lineup uh, to begin with. And then after that, you know, as I mentioned, and I'll, I'm real interested in your take on this, is, you know, where does that additional usage go to with Brooklyn? You know, Harris is a good price. Uh, TLC had a terrific game the last game, sort of, you know, and this is before Durant being out. Is he the one that steps up a little bit? Are they going to go to Allen or Jordan inside? Uh, you know, or do you have, do you take a chance to go down all the way to like a prince or someone of that nature? So, uh, is there you know anybody from the Brooklyn side other than Kyrie, which you know again is 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 going to be probably someone we may want to put in there? Uh, is there anybody else that stands out to you? Yeah, a couple of the guys that you mentioned, I'm interested in TLC for one. Uh, like you said, in that last game with Durant in there. He started, he was in there at the end of the game and yep. he was solid and his price is really cheap. 3,700 on DraftKings, 4,100 as a shooting guard on FanDuel. I, I really like both of those prices here. I think he's going to step up a little bit, get a few more shots. He's going to be a guy that Kyrie can go to, uh, to, to create shots. And then Joe Harris, especially on FanDuel at 4,600. That is an underprice for sure. Yeah, that, that's a mispriced situation. Yeah, he gets the, the three-point bonus on DraftKings. He doesn't get that on FanDuel, but he'll mix in some rebounds, and he's just going to get more shots here. Um, yeah. you know, the, It's going to be those three guys working on the perimeter and doing the majority of, of the work. So 
I'm going to have a lineup or two with probably all three of them. Wow. And, yeah. Um, Interesting. So, um, not to interrupt. I'm sorry. Uh, Utah. I want to just mention them real quick, uh, yeah. and I'll just give you my two cents because it's that this is the biggest head scratcher team for me of all the teams in the league. I never seem to end up with any Utah Jazz in my lineup. It push comes to shove. You know, I want to put one of them in there, and I just never get there. You know, I Mitchell. Now that Bogdanovich is back this season and, you know, he's starting to show some scoring prowess. He had 28 the other night, real points. And so, you know, that Mitchell Bogdanovich, not split because they're both out on the floor, but usage split uh, bothers me. Conley's been inconsistent. Gobert is always very expensive. And, you know, he can throw some somewhat duds in there. Now, Brooklyn's not a good defensive team. But I still am not jumping out of my boots for any of these Utah Jazz guys. And if we are going to play a guy or two on Brooklyn, I'm interested to see who you want to sort of correlate that with with the Jazz. Because right now, uh, yeah, I'm probably going to be jazzless again. Got to got to find a little jazz, right? Uh, uh, spice it I, up. All no, that I, jazz, man. Yeah, uh, I agree with you in general about Utah. Um. You know they're not a game, uh, not a team I like to focus on, and, and and with the pricing today, they're all sort of reasonably priced. Mm-hmm. And Conley is a guy who I don't usually trust, but he's he's had some big games all of a sudden. And then the last time against San Antonio, he didn't do much. And like you said, Bogdanovich went off and and did most of the scoring. So you know Conley. With the pace that Brooklyn wants to play at, he he's intriguing to me. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, you know, he's under 8K finally, so that's that's yeah, helpful. Yeah, he has come down. Yeah, and he's one of those guys that I think you know looks around the league and he saw that Steph Curry went for over 60 points. He was tweeting about it, and you know we saw Tatum go off tonight. I think some of these guys are are seeing that and saying, you know, I want to have my high point output. So. Um, you know, wouldn't wouldn't surprise me to see a guy like that get aggressive. We saw in the bubble. You know, he's got that fifty point upside. Um, That's for sure. So you could go with one of those guards for sure. That's uh, probably the first place I'd look. Clarkson coming off the bench. I, I usually prefer him when he's in the four K range. He's up over five K on both sites. Yeah. And then you know, Rudy Gobert is a is a cash game option to me. But it's a lot of cheap centers on this slate that you could look at. So you I'm know, and it. And then if you want to pay up, you could go all the way up to Jokic. So, so yeah, I could see a guard perhaps from Utah. Um, it, it's just more of a GPP thing because you really don't know who's going to get the most shots. No, it's just hard to get excited about their players. I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, it is what it is. So I'm with you, man. All right, let's go to game two. We've got the Lakers and Memphis. This is a rematch from Sunday. The Lakers yeah. won that one by 14 points, 108 to 94. So a little bit of a lower scoring game. And we don't have the totals up here or the or the spreads in Vegas for either of these first two games with Durant out in the first one and LeBron's questionable here. The other news is that KCP is questionable. Uh, so if he comes back in, that should take away a little bit from Wesley Matthews and Taylor Horton Tucker. Yeah. They both they both played over 20 minutes in this last game against Memphis with KCP out. 
Uh, on the Memphis side, John Morant continues to be out, and then John Conchar is out off the bench. So, uh, big question mark here with LeBron, but let's assume that he plays. He was excellent on Sunday. He almost had a triple-double. I mean, you know, he's LeBron, and I, I expect him to play as well. You know, this this is a hard game to figure. I mean, uh, Memphis is hung in there uh, considering, you know, losing jaw, which is just, you know, devastating to them. But I, I don't feel good about this game at all. I, I feel like this game could easily blow out. And, uh, you know, I know especially on when you're taking a team on the road to blow somebody out, it's it, it makes it tough. But I just don't like the feel of this game. I think that uh, the Lakers would love to be able to utilize a lot of that bench and, you know, play a bunch of guys 20, 25 minutes. Um, so – I just this you know this isn't somewhere I'm I'm going to focus at all. This is my least favorite game on the slate. Let me give you a real quick uh, defensive team efficiency. The Lakers are sixth, so they're still uh, way up top and 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 uh, you know playing some really good defense. Uh, Memphis middle of the pack, 18th. Uh, again, you know they they hold their own. They they don't normally give up the huge huge number. Uh, like they had uh, for a time last year. And then in pace, um, you know, this is the other thing that's interesting. Lakers are 17th, which is way down from where they were last year. They were really moving the ball uh, at a a much higher clip. Memphis, on the other hand, is 11th. But again, that's going to sink dramatically with Jaw out. He's the motor, the keys of the, that run the, the car right there, or the motor itself, if you will. So, you know, with those two statistics in mind, nothing really uh, stands out to me. And, you know, I don't want to make my spend-up guy be, you know, the LeBron-Anthony Davis decision here. I don't think either one of them has to go for 55 fantasy points to get the job done against Memphis. And, you know, I don't trust the performances for Memphis well enough with these guys, you know, Jones, Allen, you know, Brooks has been consistent, but, you know, even Anderson's had some nice games. Joe Val, you know, having to play against that interior defense of Davis and Gasol, I just, you know, not comfortable there, man. This this is going to be one of those nights where I'm playing catch-up again with a lot of guys from later games. But I'd love to hear your take on this game. Uh, I, I really hate it, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't feel great about it either. I agree. It's just, you know, it's likely to be low scoring. It could be a blowout. Uh, so it's it's not one that I want to get uh, exposure to really more than a, maybe a one-off. If you look at the Lakers side, you know, if KCP plays, uh, he's 3,500. You know, he's a GPP option. If he doesn't, you could go to one of those backups. Wesley Matthews has been shooting well. Taylor Horton Tucker could be a perfect situation for him if he gets 24 minutes in a blowout. He can pay off that low price tag. True. Uh, Kuzma, if he starts, he's only 4100 on FanDuel. That's an option. Uh, and then, but really for me, the the guy that I like the most would be Schroeder on FanDuel. He's only 5700. Yeah, that for, that price. I'm surprised he's under 6000. For some reason, they just keep him there, and and I'm going to keep playing him. He finally had a dud last game. He went four for 13. But before yeah. that, he's been excellent. 
Yes, I uh, so, agree with you. I think he's the best play of this game. If yep. if you're going to play somebody, I agree. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's odd that his price hasn't risen. Yeah, and then on the Memphis side, you know, Dylan Brooks is getting a lot of usage. Didn't shoot well the last one. Um, Gorgie Jang. Here's here's an interesting thing. Yeah. If you haven't noticed with Joe Val, they've basically been splitting the minutes here. I J- know. Jang has gotten in the last three games 24, 22, and 21 minutes at 4,000 going up against Harrell off the bench from the Lakers. You know, he's a GPP option for me. But like I said, there are some other cheap, uh, cheap centers here. So I, I kind of wish it was a different slate for, for Jang. But um, I'm with you, man. I, I, Memphis seems like a hot mess to me right now. Yeah, they are. You know, like DeAnthony Melton's getting, you know, did not play coaches' decisions now. And it just, it seems like they're just out of, completely out of sync. Well, obviously they've lost their star, but it just doesn't feel good. Like they were sort of a, a feel-good story last year, but uh, they're not making the playoffs this year. Sorry. To yeah, it's you. unfortunate. Yeah, and Melton coming back from the health protocols right uh, absence just like you so i think he'll play in this one um yeah. but uh yeah we'll just have to wait and see how healthy he is all right let's go to game three okay uh, this one should have a little bit more interest here yeah we've got minnesota and denver and we do have the lines here from bet us our presenting sponsor denver favored by 12 over under 227 and this is another rematch from Sunday. Uh, Denver won by 15, and it was 124 to 109. So it would have gone over here at 233. And yeah. the news here is that uh, Josh Okoge questionable on Minnesota. Uh, Big Cat obviously still out. And then on the Denver side, Michael Porter Jr. is out again for the health and, and safety protocol. So Will Barton will continue to start. Right. So, uh, a little more uh, excitement about this game for you? Yeah, I, I think there's some really good plays in this game. A um, lot of bizarre stuff with going on just for this short of a time frame into the league, uh, you know. But I, I'm just I'm surprised, you know. Minnesota obviously with losing Cat, you know they've uh, they play, sort of split Nas Reed, Ned Davis now at center all of a sudden, which is really an, an interesting. Uh, situation and then you've got you know edwards stepping up he's been terrific off the bench here lately scoring the ball uh but man they're they're a hard team to figure you don't know what you're going to get from game to game from d'angelo russell yeah and then you know malik beasley can have a decent game in there as well but you know they're two and four on their way to another losing season which is just amazing they they keep getting the first pick every year and just it's I'll never can get out of a rebuild mode. It's it's frustrating. But, you know, I think from the pace standpoint and from the style, you know, this game just feels like it could be much more up and down. You know, the amazing thing is Denver's two and four as well. That's what's incredible is what, you know, they're they're off to a horrible start. How about the Joker, though, leading the league by a mile in assist at at twelve point eight how is that possible? Unbelievable. But uh, do you know the last center to lead the league in, in assists? I don't. Wilt Chamberlain. Wow, okay. 
and that goes back a while. So <laughs> there you go. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see how much the Joker can keep it up. But I like the combination of guys in this game. Let me give you the real quick uh, defensive uh, uh, efficiency rating here. Uh, would you believe now? This is this is hard to believe, but it's true. Denver is 29th in the league in defensive efficiency. That's why they're two and four and can't get it out of their own way. So you know that obviously uh, has to pique your interest immediately. And uh, guess who's the only team below them? Minnesota, 30th. <laughs> so you got the worst two defensive efficient teams in the league which, you know, puts a gigantic star around the game. I mean, stats don't lie. You can't hide behind, you know, that's why we're two and four is because we're not defending. So I, I love that stat. That gets me, uh, you know, very excited on both sides. And then um, from the pace of play, you know, Denver's always slow because they're going to get the ball to Jokic. You know, I remember my jokes last year. You know, pass the ball around, get it back to Jokic. He'll look, see somebody cutting, pass back door, bam, bada, bam, bada, bam, and they get the, you know, that's how they do it. <laughs> yeah. But they're they're 28th in pace, uh, and even though there's not much defense there, that's uh, that is definitely an issue. And on the Minnesota side, you know, with this group of players, you know, the, a big focus for them was supposed to be. You know, we've got some guards and some athletes that are supposed to be able to get up and down the floor and, you know, make it happen. They're, they are ninth in the league in pace, so that should, you know, pick up enough of the Denver sluggishness, if you will, um, to, to get it, you know, get at least the ball going. So I think, you know, it, it opens itself up for some, for some decent plays here. I'm all, you know, I'm a big Jamal Murray guy. I don't like Minnesota's backcourt defense. So Murray's going to be one of my key guys that I'm focusing on. Um, you know, it's hard not to consider the Joker if, you know, depending on your build, if if you can pay up at center. Um, he's really not scoring the ball much at all. And he's still doing real well from a DFS standpoint, obviously, with all the you know, rebounds and, and assists and everything. But if he decides to score the ball one of these games, uh, you know, he could blow the roof off uh, of a game easily. Um, you know, so I, I think that, you know, you can definitely uh, count on a couple of guys from the Denver side. Minnesota-wise, you know, it's it's picking the right guy on the right day. You know, I'm, I'm not a big D'Angelo Russell guy, but uh, – you know, he he does have the potential in a game like this to to step up. And the rookie also, you know, is still maintained at least a fair price. So, you know, I have no problem like a, you know, 2v2 in this game. And uh, I think that the pace will be sound enough. This could be a 230 point plus game, in my opinion. As long as Minnesota doesn't get blown out, which is always possible, um, I think this this could be a good game to target. Yeah, I think that is the biggest asterisk is can Minnesota keep this one close because they are a mess. Talk about a hot mess like Memphis. That's Minnesota also without Cat. They're lost. Yeah. And you've got a guy like D'Angelo Russell at the helm. Like you said, you know, he's got tremendous upside, but very inconsistent this year. Doesn't look great to me. So, so he's a real wild card. 
if he's into it and and focused and energetic and he's hitting his shots then you know this game is is going to be a lot more interesting i agree don't you think d'angelo's been overpriced all year so far yeah you know and now he's finally now he's a fair price it's 7200 on DraftKings. that's a perfect gpp price yeah uh he, he's I getting can... there i think he's getting there i mean he was yeah. about eight but yeah I mean, Still, at 72, you, it makes you worry a little oh, bit. Oh, well, yeah, because he can give you 4x return, or he can give you 7x return. Right. Um, so big range of outcomes for him. Beasley had a nice game against his former team here in the last one, but yeah. he's a little bit too expensive for, for my liking. And then the center position, uh, we, we talked about Ed Davis as a starter and uh, said we could, he could put up 20 fantasy points, and he did. So he paid off his cheap price tag on DraftKings as a starter last time in this matchup. So we'll have to wait and see what the starting lineup is again. You so could, did Nas, though, too, which would yeah. have made it even funny. They both right. paid off. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they're, they're both in play for me. We'll see who's going to start. And I'm with you on the Denver side. Murray finally stepped up, had a huge scoring game here against Minnesota yeah. in their weak defense. And, you know, these two guards together, Russell and Murray, it's interesting because they're they're facing off against each other in the $7,000 range. And then you've got Kyrie in the first game. You've got Lillard, who we're going to get to in the last game. So it's right. this, these different tiers of guards that are all in interesting spots. So uh, it'll be a fun, fun slate to break down. And then um, I do want to mention Will Barton starting. I think he's still a fair price. And then Jamichael Green is back in the picture now. He got yeah. 27 minutes. Last time, 28 DraftKings points, and he's under 4,000 on both sites. So he's worth considering. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. All right, Coach. Before we go to game four, let's take a quick break and hear about uh, the tremendous offer from betus.com.pa. Listen up, sports bettors. It's go time. So put down the beer and make every sporting event more exciting by putting stakes on the line. Earn bragging rights over friends as you rake in the cash from each week's betting action. But don't settle for any other book. Choose America's favorite sports book with over 25 trusted years in the industry. You need a sports book with integrity and longevity. And most importantly, a sports book that pays. BetUS has your game with action on football, baseball, and basketball, MMA, golf, horses, and even esports. No other sportsbook welcomes newcomers like BetUS with their jaw-dropping sign-up bonuses. Now we have the best book in the industry teamed up with the best DFS provider in the industry. Make your first deposit of $149 at BetUS.com.pa with promo code COACHTALK and receive a free membership with DFS Coach Talk with full access to our DFS lineups in NBA, NFL, PGA, and MLB. The best in the biz. Sign up today to make straight bets, future bets, prop bets, entertainment bets, live bets, and more. No other sportsbook in the industry is committed to their users like BetUS. So sign up now and get on the winning side of the ball. Welcome back, and thank you to BetUS for that tremendous offer. If you're into sports betting and DFS, take advantage of it while you can. Use that promo code COACHTALK. If you're watching on YouTube, all the details are right there at the bottom of the screen. Get you into Discord. That's where we give out our full lineups 30 minutes before lock. Full FanDuel cash lineup, full GPP lineup, and then the DraftKings coaches clipboard with highlighted core plays and pivots for every slate. Uh, another Don't good night. Yahoo, Yahoo, and Yahoo, back. and Yahoo. Yeah. yeah. And uh, last night, uh, GPP was great. Uh, 321 on FanDuel, cashed everywhere. So 
we're going to keep it going here with a uh, a big day on this five game slate. No doubt, Coach. Uh, we've got Game Four, which is the Spurs and the Clippers. That's a ten o'clock tip off, and uh, the news here: Lamarcus Aldridge questionable. Derek White is out. And then on the Clippers side, Marcus Morris continues to be out. So we get Batum starting again. Now, I'm I'm a little concerned about this one because, you know, the, the Spurs are heading in the wrong direction. The Clippers are getting healthy, five and two. Spurs only two and four. Um, you know, we've got Popovich getting ejected the other night <coughs> and Becky Hammond getting to coach, which is great, great for her. But, you know, the team... Um, they're used to making the playoffs every single year, but they're really not in a good spot here. Now they've got to face the Clippers. Yeah, you know, I I don't mind this game that much, to be honest with you. I mean, again, you know, we're in that same dilemma. We need the Spurs to keep it close enough that, you know, everybody's going to get their minutes. Um, but, you know, Pop throws them out there professionally, and – you know, getting tossed and everything, I'm sure, got some of the veterans' attention. And, you know, uh, they're they're going to rally some of the guys up. So I, I feel like this can be a competitive enough game. You know, it's sort of like the game tonight that I think everybody ran from. And I was so proud of, you know, Roster and Giannis at his lowest ownership of the year. And everybody ran from that game because they assumed, uh, you know, Milwaukee would murder Detroit. And you know, they were down to the last two minutes, six, eight point game. And so, you know, you can't always just run for games from games because, uh, you know, these are professionals out there. And, and you look at the lineup the Spurs put out there. It's it's solid. I mean, you know, Murray's a nice ball player. Walker's coming into his own. If LMA uh, plays, you got him and DeRozan. I mean, two terrific guys. And then maybe their best player at this point is this kid Johnson. I mean, he the this second year guy is just really coming into it. And, you know, I, I noticed a few possessions. They went to him. They played, you know, they called plays for him down the stretch of some games. So that's that's a big sign, uh, you know, for, for that young man's maturities and, and being, a, you know, uh, a good input with his team. So, I mean, with White being out, it makes a little more clarity in the backcourt. Uh, recently, and I don't mind, uh, you know, rolling some of these guys out there. I, I think, uh, you know, certainly DeRozan is, is a playable, you know, entity, and especially if I want to play somebody on the Clippers side, I'd like to have a, you know, uh, a little balance there if if the game is going to stay tight. Um, and you know, guys like Lonnie Walker are a great price, and he can be consistent. Uh, you know. Uh, We'll see. L- the LMA news is important. I think that's going to be a key to it. Um, on You know, as far as on the Clipper side of the ball, you know, if, in our preseason show, I think one of my biggest touts, and I was sort of uh, given a lot of grief about it, like, you know, why are you touting this guy as bad as he was? But I felt Paul George was going to play this season with a just monster chip on his shoulder after the debacle last year. And I'm not patting myself on the back, you know, great call, but he has been fantastic. I mean, we're talking like MVP kind of discussion. Fantastic. Way better than Kawhi. And, you know, he's, you know, that consistency, he's bringing it every single night. So he's rosterable to me 
he is right now in one of those zones where I think you have to look at him every night and say, you know, is it do I need this guy in my lineup? So, you know, he's certainly an option. Kawhi's price is still monstrous, you know, considering he's been in very inconsistent performance-wise from a DFS standpoint. It's been very odd. Um, but, you know, they're, the, the secondary guys are nothing to shake a stick at. I mean, you you can play a Beverly or a Baca, uh, or, you know, if you want to go real cheap you, and back to the Batum well, you can make it work there. Um but I, you know, I think there's some good balance in this game as far as both sides. And again, if it stays close enough, I think that's going to be important. Let's let's look real quick defensively. Uh, you know, the Spurs from a, a team defensive efficiency are 20th. So again, that's why they're two and four. These two and four teams uh, obviously are not getting it done defensively. Um, here's one though that. I was absolutely stunned at. Everybody assumed that the Clippers were just plug-and-play top three defensive. Guess what? They're 21st. They're below the, the 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 Spurs here. So again, that's another reason why I like this game. You know, you, people hear the Spurs, they hear the Clippers, and they automatically think, oh, these two teams are going to D it up. You know, that's their reputation, their coaches, et cetera, et cetera. But 20th and 21st in the league, and neither one of them seem to be in a real good rhythm defensively at all, which I think they'll, you know, especially the Clippers, that'll even out. And I know it's a small sample size, but, you know, the stats don't lie. And right now they're not getting it done uh, defensively. And and once the Clippers figure that part out, I mean, they're five and two and not playing the kind of team defense even close to what is expected. uh, They're going to be a dangerous team. Then from the pace standpoint, you know, this is where you've got the red flag. And I think that's part of what Kawhi's problem is right now. He's not getting anything from in that, uh, you know, steals defensive wise to offense or in transition because the Clippers are just playing such slow ball. They're 29th of 30 uh, in pace right now. And George has been able to put up those numbers with the second lowest pace in the league. So that gives you some upside for George going forward. And I think that'll also help uh, right the ship uh, with uh, Mr. Kawhi. The Spurs, on the other hand, with some of these youngsters, Pops, you know, let the reins go a little bit. I mean, the grease lightning with Murray and and, uh, a bunch of these guys, you know, uh, walkers can fly too. So you'll see, you know, there's a little bit of an, an uptick there which, again, helps the clip, clip side, I think. And I do think the Clips realize they need to pick up the pace a little bit to get guys like Kawhi into uh, the flow of things. So, you know, yes, you, you, know, you can't certainly afford George and Kawhi, but, uh, you know, George has been a staple for me thus far and hasn't done me wrong. And I think, you know, we got to follow the LMA News definitely follow us tomorrow on Discord and Twitter uh, to uh, you know keep up with that news. But again, this uh, to me is another two v two kind of scenario here where I think you can come up. Uh, you know, as long as this game stays within reason, I think you can come up with some nice plays. Yeah, if if Lamarcus Aldridge plays, that certainly helps. And I think this game could be a little bit sneaky. 
it could be under owned. Um, so I just, it, it's tough because DeRozan now is around 8,000. Yeah. Like you said, Keldon Johnson's been great, but he's 6,500 on both sides. You know, I don't understand that price yeah. either. And then Paul George, I've been playing him every slate, but he's been under 8,000, especially on FanDuel. Now he's 8,800 on both yeah. sites. It went bonkers. So, you know, Batum is still a, a fair value, um, but we've got the some value plays in these other games, like, like Brooklyn. So he's not as, as attractive to me as a value play either as he has been. What do you think of Ibaka? Ibaka, you know, it's it's, it's strange to see him at forty five hundred. I know, you know that's that's my point is. Uh, chances oh, hey, excited. Chance. Chances excited. You're back in the mix here. Yeah, I know it. He's thrilled. Uh, yeah, Ibaka, the, you know, the thing is, he's been splitting minutes, so yeah. you know, it's not like he's in mid season form playing thirty minutes a game. Right. Uh, so, you know, he's playable. For sure. Um, you know, I I just uh, I just don't really like the pricing combined with the chance of it just not being as attractive as a game as a couple of these other ones. Yeah. So to me, it would be more of a place to look at for some GPP picks. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I, I do think this game has a sneaky potential uh to to go over the number though and i think it's going to be an under owned game all right we shall see game five we've got an exciting 10 30 tip off with chicago and portland and we do have yeah. the numbers here from bet us on this one we've got portland favored by 10 Nice, yeah. juicy, juicy over-under of 233 and a half. Nice. And I think it can go higher than that, to be honest with you. I do, too. Well, yeah. uh, why don't, you want to tell us the numbers on uh, team defense here? Sure. I, You know, the, the Chicago, Portland, you got the Bulls at three and four and the, and the Trailblazers at three and three. So you've got two teams that are floating around 500 and uh, – I think that people were expecting Portland to be a lot better and the Bulls to to really be one of the worst teams in the league. So it's uh, it's definitely been a surprise there. So let's look real quickly defensive-wise. We've got Chicago 25th team de uh, uh, defensive efficiency. And considering, considering the fact that, uh, you know, they've won three ball games. Uh, the fact that they're only 25th defensively is uh, is pretty surprising. Um, on the other side of the ball, uh, you know, we look at Portland here, and again, that's we know that their weak suit has been defense for quite some time, and that's why they picked up, you know, uh, Covington and and Derek Jones Jr. We thought, you know, this is going to be a big shift for them. And um, they're sitting nice 28th defensive efficiency. So you got two teams that aren't going to defend. Obviously, that's why we've got the inflated over-under number. And uh, so, you know, the, this game, that right away tells you, you know, you've got you to look at this one. you got to consider it. Then from a, from a pace standpoint, um, Portland sitting at 14th, which, you know, uh, 
the fact that they're middle of the pack is a little surprising. Uh, I expected them to be uh, a little bit quicker. They, they've been pushing the ball the last uh, three years. They finished in the top half uh, in, in uh, pace. So uh, that is surprising. And then on the Chicago side, um, you know, that's, I know, a point of emphasis with, with them having Kobe uh, at the, at the uh, point and, and really trying to, to push the pace. And they have accomplished it to the point of being the second fastest pace in the league, which most people don't know that. So uh, something that you, you got to like also on the over-under piece and, you know, this game could very easily be the biggest stack game of the night. And uh, I think it's deserved. Um, I like it, you know, like the, the last two games. The, the last three on the card for me are going to make up the majority of my lineup. Uh, but I don't think you can be without guys on this side. You know, Levine, you know, I watched uh, every bucket when he played the Mavs the other night. And, you know, when he's on a, a roll. He's he's going to get his buckets, and again, Kobe on any particular night has been terrific. They've been getting a lot better play from the interior, you know, with uh, Porter and Carter and and guys and the youngster Williams, and then you know on Portland side, I know one of your favorites will be. I can see it right, right across your hat. There is Dame Lillard's <laughs> going to be a key component for you, and and deservedly so. I mean. You know, you talk about the guys lighting up the scoreboard recently with some big numbers. Uh, all you got to do is suggest that to Dame a little bit, and he may drop a, a real 50-burger with that, you know, real points. And then, uh, you know, my question to you, and, and I, I'm look for, looking forward to your break at, breakdown here, though, is I expected to use a lot of the ancillary pieces of Portland this year. I thought – you know, Jones is going to be playable. Covington's going to be playable. Nurkic's price is coming down a little bit. But I really haven't been able to get to those guys. And I don't see paying, them paying value that often. So, you know, I I do like make sure I want to have at least a guy from each side here, you know, for a good correlation play. But I'm not as pumped on the Portland guys unless I'm missing something. Yeah, Derek Jones Jr. has been – less involved offensively than I thought he would based on the preseason. He yeah. he did have a game recently with five steals. So yeah. he's, he's out there enough to have good fantasy games, but he hasn't been really involved in the offense. Yeah. And then Rodney hood is questionable to come back into this one. Right. So, you know, that, that limits him a little bit. And then yeah. Covington, same thing, you know, he's had, a couple games where he's hit value, but he's not involved offensively much. So no, you need those you need blocks. Yeah. You need the blocks and the steals and the rebounds, but the, you know, that's the, that's the one that's hard to pass up at yeah. 5,100 and, and 5,000. Uh, I just have a thing here with Covington at that price. It's just so hard to ignore. Um, I think he's going to have a breakout game right. at some point. So he's, he's in play for me. But, you know, I'm just going to roll with it and look more at these guards. And Lillard, like you guessed, right at the top of the list for me. I mean, yeah. he was he was there in the front row watching Steph True. Drain, drain three after three for 62 points. Um, so I think he does bounce back here, have a, a big game against Chicago in their bad defense. Uh, perfect game scenario for him with the, the good pace. 
Right. So, uh, you know, I like Lillard here. Um, and then on that Chicago side, I'm, I'm looking at those guards. I do like Levine. Yeah. But especially on FanDuel, where you've got these other cheap shooting guards, it's it's tougher for me to get to him. Yeah. Um, and then Kobe White is in play. You know, I think all of these point guards are really fairly priced. So I think there's a there's good chance. There's a lot chance. of them, too. Yeah. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a good chance that a lot of these contests are going to be very tight. Yeah. Um, because I think the, the the guards are fairly fairly priced. And then one other guy to mention here is Gary Trent Jr. He's only 3,800 on FanDuel, and he was out, but then he came back and played huge minutes. So, yeah. uh, I, you know, I like his potential much more than uh, Derek Jones Jr. because he's coming out and he's gunning, obviously. So, right. Uh, for me, it's 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 the guards, uh, and that's probably that's probably it. You know, it's funny. I, I think the theme for me, uh, I, I'm just not going to be able to get away from some of these point guards. So it, it's going to be a scenario where I think a lot of my base build, build will be different than normal because I'll probably use a point guard and then in the guard spot, a point guard, and then maybe in that extra spot at the end there, another point guard. You know, you can get three point guards in your lineup pretty easily obviously on FanDuel you're going to get two and but on on you know the other two sites you can make that happen and it usually I like to to save you know uh, get an extra big in there for the rebounding and everything else but with some of these great deals and you know wanting Kyrie and 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 Schroeder and Murray is my probably favorite but and D'Angelo Russell, and and then you got Kobe and Lillard. So you got a boatload of point guards there, and I think some of them are going to be very necessary, uh, you know, to to take some stuff down here. And don't be afraid to to stack those uh, little fellows up. Definitely, yeah. I usually use a guard or a center on DraftKings in the utility spot. I usually don't have a bunch of forwards that I like. So it'll definitely be another one of those, one of those slates for me. And we do invite you to, to jump in with us as we grind out those decisions. We'll have our, our final ones ready for the members 34, 30 minutes before tip off. Uh, so you can't uh, get that straight. Well, I don't know why I keep saying 34. <laughs> it's a Paul Pierce day or something. There you go. Um, so uh, you've heard the, the tremendous offer from BetUS. So take advantage of that offer if you want. If you're not into the sports betting, you can still join us as a member for that same 149 price. Just go to our website, dfscoachtalk.com, sign up there, and we'll get you into our Discord with an email. If you have any questions, reach out to us on Twitter. We're at dfscoachtalk. A lot of fun stuff going on there, so keep an eye out. Uh, you can follow the coach at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. You can follow me at Language Olympic. And then our man Shane is at DET Sports Shane. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, do us a favor, hit the like button, subscribe, hit the alert bell so you know when these podcasts post. It is a, a different schedule. Uh, most likely we're going to be posting these mid-morning, uh, day of the podcast. Um, but, uh, but stay tuned and, and do hit that alert bell so you're notified when it does post. Coach, any final thoughts here on your first show back? 
Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, again, it's it's such a pleasure to be back and uh, really missed it. Uh, you know, just feel like I'm back, you know, riding a bike, you, you know, you're back in the seat and getting it going. So this, this is wonderful. Appreciate all the well wishes, uh, received a ton of tweets and texts and DMs and everything, um, and really appreciated all of them. They all, you know, made a big difference. Um, and like you say, you know, uh, if you have a chance to, to, to join, this is a great time, you know, se seven, eight games into the NBA season and a 72 game season, this uh, wonderful offer, you know, which gets you the rest of, uh, you know, all the way until April one with either the, uh, bet us deal or just, you know, joining in as a team, it's just a great time to be part of it. Um, you know, we, we can feel it that, you know, we're getting super hot. We're going to get things uh, really rocking and rolling here. And, uh, you know, just the season's so young, it's, it's ready to go. Everything's shaping, you know, shaping up in a form. And uh, we're just really looking forward to it. So, you know, catch us uh, on YouTube. We have some big announcements. You know, we're deciding on a few things now as far as timing with some of the releases of the podcast we may start doing some live streaming in the afternoon to get a little bit more updated information uh to you guys so you know we know those those uh final player moves etc so stay you know stay in tune with us uh with with all of that news it'll be coming out and uh you know just really appreciate it uh love being back uh, appreciate all, all of you that listen every day and uh we're just going to keep crushing it. I think we got some good games tomorrow. Nice, manageable five-game slate. And then we just keep uh, keep after it. So appreciate you again, and, and uh, great being back. Absolutely. Great to have you. And we appreciate all of you joining us. Uh, best of luck with your lineups. Let us know if you have any questions. And uh, we'll, we'll take it one day at a time. So uh, until the next one, on behalf of the coach and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, I'm Andrew, I'm Andrew Hansen. We'll see you next time as we look to crush it in DFS.